Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Jock Time Apple Podcast for round 13, 2020. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who has caused a little bit of controversy on Twitch. It is Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day, Michael. Yes, very uh, embarrassed, very contrite. I So you should you be. Forget, oh, mate, you know, you forget that you're out. On the in the public domain, you know, when I when I get on my Twitch, say so I'm on a uh, I've got a Twitch channel. I haven't told the junk timers about it, but I play uh, Candy Crush pretty much when I'm not doing the podcast. That's all I'm doing. Yep, sure. Give I'm, it a, give it a shout out. It's Twitch.com/slash/PagansPaddock. Okay, give yeah, it a exactly. shout out. <laughs> yeah, and I just I play Candy Crush and. Fucking hell, I am so good at it. Like, if you want to jump on board, Junk Timers, it is well worth saying. But the thing that happens in uh, Candy Crush is things get very heated. Very like, when you, make, when you make four and it gets a striped candy, I mean, that's fucking... That, oh, you go off tap. And then when you get, like, a, a, a lollipop uh, smasher, fucking hell, Michael, I tell you what, the endorphins just flow. I am, I am. I am half impressed that you mm. know those references and half concerned that you know those references from a man who will regularly say, I haven't seen that film because I'm a child, I'm an adult. Okay. Yes. And you are playing a child's game. Not playing it, mate. I have seen it and I've researched it for these purposes. I only have candy crush on my phone for comedy purposes. <laughs> now, now occasionally when I'm live streaming, uh, people are throwing questions at me, you know, fucking, how'd you get that? What's that maneuver? Do you know Mick Malloy? What's Chambo like? And it was when someone asked me what's Chambo like that I just got, <laughs> I got caught out and I apologize wholeheartedly, mate, because I just got caught up in the moment. And I was, I was being honest because everyone, it's, when you're on, when you're on the web, everyone's honest. Everyone mm-hmm. uses their own name uh-huh. and, they're, and they're just, it's just an honesty session. For sure. Even if it's the president of the United States, whatever they mm. write on the internet, you can take mm. that to the bank, mate. That's fair and square. So when I called you a wanker, it, oh. I was I was like saying like in a fun way, he's a bit of a wanker. Like every, everyone loves a wanker, don't they? Like when I when I called you a fuckhead, I thought that it was like, hey, is that fuckhead coming to the party? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I hope so. And like when I said you only started supporting Hawthorne once they became a half decent side in the 2000s. <laughs> It was just like, it was just a, a, a joke. When I said that you went to a public school, I didn't think you'd take it. When I said that you had caught a train on the Craigieburn train line and once went to Broad Meadows, I didn't think people would take that as gospel. You know, when I said you're Australia's Ellen DeGeneres, I didn't think that they would see that for the arsehole that you are. So... From the bottom of my heart, mate, oh. I, I do apologise. Oh, mate, the, your words hurt. Your words hurt. I mean, I tell you what. I, I didn't realise. Yeah, I didn't realise. I'm I sorry. Mean, when, I, when I got back on the train mm. on Broadmeadow <laughs> Station 
and said, yeah. I'm never fucking coming back here ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the Eddie thing. He's like, you know, you can take the boy out of Broad, Broad Meadows. It's like, yeah, but Eddie, are you ever going back to Broad, Broad Meadows? You're not. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway. You're not you're not if you don't have to. Detour, detour, right there. Have yeah. okay. Uh, quick question without notice. Whoa. Have you ever been as far as Broad Meadows on that train line? Uh, I don't think I have, but uh, you you may have caught that train line if you've gone to the Melbourne show. Hashtag uh, no uh, Melbourne show no for Melbourne me. Show for me today. <laughs> <laughs> or Enjoy if you're going to. Shoes. If you're going to the races, which I don't, you're not a race, ta- you're not a race day goer, or the big day out, which I definitely, I know you well. You've never been to an outdoor concert in your fucking life. No, no, I've been a couple. Of, I've been to a couple of big day outs. Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah. Chamber, fuck. I think I went. I'm learning. I think I went in 06. I think White Stripes might have uh, headlined that one. I think I went in 2010. I think my, I think uh, Powderfinger might have headlined that one. Look at you. Uh, yeah. So, um, I have seen Guns N' Roses three times, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you have. You have. <laughs> um, I stand corrected. But I am not a racehorse person. Okay, so I get the feeling in my life, like, <clears throat> okay, I mean this the nicest possible way, but if there was a terror attack at Flemington <laughs> at, say, Derby Day, Yep, yep. I would find it hard to be empathetic to the people there. Is that a horrible thing to say? I think it is. <laughs> I think if, as you walked amongst the sea of um, white suits and alligator, uh, faux alligator skin <laughs> shoes. Yeah, sure. You would f- you would feel a hint of remorse at that comment. As people with their dying dying breath take that final Instagram photo, you know, yeah. hashtag no filter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to yeah, as people are getting their wounds washed with uh, Jim Beam and Coke. Yeah, sure. And, uh, flat, and, 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 and flat, flat tummy tea. Yes, and, and bottles of yellow champagne. <laughs> so what you're saying is that you have never been to Broadmeadows via the train is what I'm hearing. Yeah, but also, have you? Yeah, I grew up on that line. So yes, a lot. Yeah, but wait, wait a second. But do you, did you get off before Broadmeadows? Broad I did, but I had mates who... Mate... You can you can take the boy out of near Broadie, but uh, you can't take the near Broadie out of the boy. Gotcha. So you and Eddie yeah. have a lot in common. We do actually. In that we you, actually you both do. talk a whole bunch of shit regularly. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking dare you? Well, the, the, I mean, the reason that we actually bring up this Twitch thing, so Mitch Robinson mm. uh, got himself in a wee bit of trouble this week. Now, it was actually comments made a couple of weeks ago. So Tom Lynch got in trouble for a gut punch on the, the Gold Coast Sam Collins last week. Mm-hmm. But Mitch Robinson made these comments uh, two weeks ago when Alex Witherden got hit in the back of the head by Tom Lynch. And he said, yeah, Tom Lynch, he went to the Richmond Footy Club to go chase a premiership. And then he said he's a wanker. And Mm. what I liked is he didn't say flog or muppet as you'd expect from a footballer. But so so he he said this on his Twitch channel while he was playing maybe, I don't know, Call of Duty. I don't really know uh, those games because I'm an adult. Mm. Uh, And he got himself into trouble. So they say here that he actually got severely dressed down by Mm. Chris Fagan. Once he explained to Chris Fagan what a Twitch was, what a Call of Duty was, because Chris Fagan was like, you went on the TV and you, and you abused him on the six o'clock news. He's like, no, 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 no. I was, I was shooting. You, you had a gun. No, 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 no. Fuck. 
You were killing children. No, 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 Chris, 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 mate, sit down. Let me step you through this. Oh, I, need I was to, playing I know, a video game. I need to put on my favourite music so I can relax. Matthew Lloyd said that he warned uh, Mitch Robinson he could become a Jason Ackermanis. Uh, you know, that yeah. Brownlow medalist and three-time premiership player. So you don't want to be that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck no. no. Because he was saying that this is going to become ammunition for Richmond. That, uh, that you know, uh, often Alistair Clarkson, because Campbell Brown came out as well and said they've just given him a whole bunch of ammo. They got flogged, not as in Euroflog past tense, but uh, got beaten soundly by Richmond in the qualifying final last year. Yeah. Maybe or even a semi. And they said they would use that as ammo. Clarko used to uh, put things in players' lockers. So Clarko would get there like an hour before the players. Yeah, really? Put something in your locker, go, mate, uh, so-and-so said you're a fucking hack. And they're like, where did he say that? He's like, oh, I've been asking him, you know. That's funny, actually, because I, I have a vague memory that um, Dipper got under fire from the press uh, at one stage in his life. And he went into these locker and um, all the articles from the headline, the from the, the week of headlines were in these locker. So was that to inspire Dipper to be better or was it people slagging Dipper off? Or was it like saying to Dipper, keep your mouth shut? No, I think it was from the coach kind of saying, you know, people are talking you down. So, you know. Oh, so this will fire lift. you up. And yeah, lift. And, and yeah. so once someone read that to Dipper, he was like, well, that's fucking outrage. And what's this Jeff Hook fucking cartoon doing? <laughs> and then he looked in the corner of the dimmies and he's like, oh, my God, washing brush, nine ninety nine. <laughs> He's a good man. <laughs> but yeah, apparently he was saying that uh, you've given ammo, that that's exactly what Richmond want, and it's going to come back to haunt him. And he's saying that's what Acker kind of did. You know, he uh, talked about Nigel Lappin having the broken ribs. He went against team rules uh, when he was at Footscray. And so it's coming back. It's going to come back to haunt him. Uh, but can we talk about probably the hottest issue in the AFL right now, Adam? Hmm. Uh, last year, we were pretty big on the fact that Gary Ablett Jr. was the biggest sniper in the history of the game. I, I am expecting... Well, I was expecting to see Gary Ablett in bronze elbowing someone in the head. And you know what they were going to do outside the MCG? And this is what I loved. Is they were going to have it at... Uh, Ablett's elbow was going to be at about 5 foot 10. So mm-hmm. you could actually walk past while you're talking to a friend, and it would be sort of in amongst the trees, so you wouldn't really see it. And then just, bang, you'd be like, fucking hell. Yeah, for sure. It's like, fucking, where did that come from? It's like, you know how like people you know take a photo of themselves holding up the Tower of Pisa? Yes. So like you go to the MCG, and you could oh, I take, don't know if you've take seen a photo, this. and it looks like Gary Ablett Jr. is sniping you out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah, it would be lovely. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but some people, and I don't know how they do this, but the Leaning Tower of Pisa, they're <laughs> holding it up. Yeah. It's fucking great. And then also, like, put your finger on the top of the Eiffel Tower or something like that. Oh, it's great, mate. It's, I love that. <laughs> we need to work out, like, an MCG statue version of that, you know? Like, uh, um, what have they got? Dennis Will- Lilly. They got, like, you should be able to, like, you know, hold up a, a roll of carpet for carpet call. <laughs> in a particular position for Dennis Lilly. Oh, as he's because he, I think he's coming into bowl. So if you could yeah. get a roll of carpet and tape that to DK Lilly's mm. hands, that would be fucking fantastic. Yeah, sure. Or, sure. or, you, or in, you, you hold up a dart and it's just in Warney's hand in the statue. 
Well, see, I was going to say, if you could replace the ball, so you probably need an angle grinder and a welder for this, but I reckon it's worth it, is to get down there, remove the ball from Warney's hand, and put in a bit of a SKW, SW23? The oh, new the cologne. new fragrance, yeah, for yeah. sure. And yeah. so as you walked under it, you know those things in the toilets, when you come out, it goes... Ch-ch. Every time you walk past Warney's statue, you just get a bit of... <laughs> you get a bit of SW23 on you. A Warney's fragrance. I, I mean, I, I do feel like the proceeds go to a charity. I'm not totally sure. It um, is, it yeah. is, which is why it hasn't copped as much heat yeah, as gotcha. it probably should. Gotcha. Having if, if said he, if that... He did, if he did it without the charity element, it would just be like, oh, yeah. you were fucking kidding me. Yeah. Have you ever been to a nightclub and they've had a dude in the toilets offering cologne or hand wash? Uh, that is an excellent question, a cologne-related question without notice. I, I think I have, but I always leave the house wearing cologne so i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't layer it man i'm not a fool dude i went to i lived in the uk in i hang now this probably just happens when you go visit uh yeah, fuck grandmama right. I, I i this I w- probably happened when you came uh go sir can i just go to the bathroom i in year 10 english and then you go out and you'd come back in and everyone would be like oh michael are you wearing jazz uh yeah sure but i mean i'm a smart uh, mark if uh when i requested to go to the bathroom to a teacher at a school um mm. uh he came with you? You had to <laughs> pay the piper. <laughs> hey, man, you want, an a, you want, you want to get an A? <laughs> you get an A. <laughs> On your report card, it had excellent and glory hole. Oh, God, those fucking dirty fucking criminal cunts. Um, now, um, I, I went to, uh, in the UK, uh, I went to uni there like for half a year in 98, and I went to like some nightclub, I actually don't remember where, um, yeah, and there was a dude in the bathrooms, like you know, cologne, yep. you know, hand wash, whatever. Mint. Yeah, yep, yep. yeah, and I reckon it was one of the most filthy toilets I've ever <laughs> been in my entire life. And I was like, "Fuck, man! Like, whatever I, whatever you offer me, can yeah. not possibly be <laughs> any cleaner than anything in this room right now." Yeah. Oh, dude, what a job. Um, anyway, anyway, Tom Lynch. Sn- it, has he taken over the mantle as the greatest sniper in the history of the game? Uh, bearing in mind, he put a, a hook onto Michael Hurley's throat last night, yeah. uh, which wasn't that bad, but we'll build it up. And <laughs> three in- incidents in eight days. Yeah. Is he the most disgraceful, horrific, mm. sniperish wanker in the AFL? Look, I... I probably would have been, you know, umming and ahhing during the week. But the fact that he's gone out there and backed it up time and time again after the week that he's had, he's been called a wanker on Twitch. I mean, if that isn't uh, um, cause to, to pull your head in. I mean, I know the hurt. I know the hurt yeah, when exactly. you get called out on exactly. Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> and so he has gone, you know what? I fucking, I'll raise you, you Twitch. <laughs> I'll raise you wanker on Twitch. And I'll fucking give a little fucking jab to Michael Hurley's throat. And that's gone straight to the tribunal. I feel a bit bad for uh, Gary Ablett that kind of, you know, he had the mm. title for, you know, barely half a year. And now we've jumped, off, we've jumped off him. Like we're, you know, it's like we're looking at the, the new band or the new dress over there. But Well, I, I guess that's a part of life though, isn't it? That, uh, you know, the baton has to be passed on at some point. Gary yeah. Ablett, he's had, uh, uh, you know, family issues. He's not been able to get the, he's not been able to get the, the consistent sniping that he needs to in his game. Yeah, he, he obviously, yeah, has family issues. And so he had, his head hasn't been on, you no. know, where should I snipe? 
someone when they're least expecting it. And so, yeah, yeah you, you think about other things. And so it's probably the right time that the baton is handed on. Yep. And Tom Lynch has just grasped it with both, well, with one hand one and then with hand the other and hand. Then got the elbow out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then punched the person who gave him the baton in the gut somehow from behind while he's in front of them accepting the baton. He is a sneaky motherfucker. For sure. And the only footage is behind the goal is footage. Yeah, that's I right. Mean, we and salute you, Tom Lynch. Like, you've done a great job, mate. Like, Mate, you're our hero. Yeah, we look forward to all of the unique and adventurous things you'll do in the future and yep. and get away with Scott Free. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, too. People have come for Tom Lynch over this past week and they'll come for him even more now that he's done the Michael Hurley. We are recording this on Sunday afternoon as Brisbane take on St Kilda. People, a lot of people attacking Tom Lynch, saying he's an idiot. You know, you do, it's not tough. It's not brave, Michael. It's not brave. I say it is brave. I say mm. it's one of the bravest acts you can do mm. on the field, to punch a man while he's not looking in the gut to make him double over. Mm-hmm. Very brave. Yeah. I mean, I've always been a big one. You know, people try to rebrand it a uh, coward punch, mm. and I go, no, 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 it's a king hit. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a hit. It's, that's a hero punch. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Imagine to get a man, that. to get a man in the guts, to get a man in the guts from behind, that is, that is what team, that's what makes heroes. Imagine that. Okay, our contribution to society. Okay, from now on, mm. junk timers. Can we use the word hero punch? Yeah, <laughs> when you take someone from behind, or you know, by surprise, uh, in the guts. Yeah, yeah. Let's call that a hero punch. Okay, let's absolutely. <laughs> So everyone's come after him, but particularly, oh mate, when 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 David Schwartz comes after you, you know, you know you've overstepped the mark, mm-hmm. right? This is a man who won millions of dollars on a racetrack and commandeered a bus. This is a man who knows when you've overstepped the mark, and he said that Tom Lynch and I, I apologise for the language you're about to hear here, Junk Times, but he said that Tom Lynch was a goose. Now that. When David Swartz is calling you a goose. No way. So he did that on the radio show? Yeah. No way. And they didn't push the button to beep it? Like to, they mustn't to have been in delay. No, no way. They mustn't have fucked they, no dump they, button. They let that go to air. Goose. The word Sorry, goose. I, I, I feel horrible saying it. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> when the ox calls a man a goose. I need to fan myself, Adam. I can't <laughs> hear this kind of language. I, I do believe I'm getting the vapors. I apologise, Junk Timers, if you are listening to this uh, through a not not through headphones, and you are one of those great people who are in public just listening on your phone, like oh. whether it's a YouTube video or you're at the gym and you just got music playing through those tinny little speakers on your phone. We fucking love those people; yeah. they are the best. And yeah. apologies that you had to hear that word. I'm not going to say it again. The G word. I'm not going to say it. That you had to hear us saying that out loud. But he called him that and went after him. And then, geez, this is what I love about Richmond. They don't, they don't go hard. They don't, you know, do things by halves when they do things. No. The coach, Damien Hardwick, has come back out and attacked the Ox like for a calling pit bull. him. Oh, mate, just went him. And he said, if I remember correctly, now this is a club that loves, it, it uh, has embraced people showing their sensitive sides. If men want to have a cry, you fucking have a cry, fellas. If there's anything that you want to talk about, if you've had hardships in your past, talk about it. We will not judge you. We are we are men and we are allowed to show our feelings. Yeah, for sure. If you want to win two except, premierships in 40 yeah. years, go for it, you know? Yeah, except you happen to be playing against Damien Hardwick in a grand final in 2000 
and Dimmer's memory of it is that you bawled your eyes out 20 minutes into the game. He may bring that up a little bit down the track as a reference that you are not of solid character. Now, where do you think he came up with that? So, uh, the uh, talking about the Essendon Melbourne Grand Final, I yes. would have to go back on AFL tables and find out kind of what the scores were at quarter time. I imagine yeah. it wasn't a blowout for immediately. Essendon won by ten goals, but do you think he actually genuinely thinks that David Schwartz was crying twenty minutes into the game? Ah, uh, I mean to to come out and say that because you wouldn't say it like oh you know. At the end of the game, you could understand if someone was crying, they were yeah. upset that they lost. Yeah. But to be 20 minutes in, that's to cast some serious aspersions on this man's uh, strength of uh, – his mental strength to say that, you know, he saw another goal go through. And I, I haven't seen the behind-the-goals vision. Maybe there is vision of a, a trainer running out some tissues to Ox as another goal went through and he went, this could be my last fucking chance. You know, I've had that many knee reconstructions. We may not win a grand final. And it all just – overwhelmed him, Michael, and he just burst into tears. And Dimmer remembered that yeah. and went, I'm not going to say anything now, but I'll tell you what, if he if he gets a radio show, gets sacked from it, gets another radio show, happens to call yeah. a player after two premierships that I've coached, a guy who's been repeatedly sniping someone, if he calls that man a goose, I have stored this away. <laughs> it's locked and loaded. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck, man. I mean, so I reckon... I reckon... Something has happened between those two, yeah. That required that whack back, because I don't think you'd get too excited about it if. But also, like, what kind of fucking journal was there going? Uh, hey, Dimmer, um, David Schwartz said on a radio show today that Tom Lynch is the ghost. What do you reckon about that? Like, what, what, what are you asking? Like, why are you questioning that? Well, I think probably because a but lot of Dimmer people go, were saying that Tom Lynch. I mean. That language, <laughs> dare I say it, the G word. Yeah, whoa, whoa. Were you asking this in a press conference? There, there are, there are women here, good sir. <laughs> it's good to have Dimmer, it's good to have Dimmer uh, behind you, man. <laughs> and not Tom Lynch giving you a fucking hero punch in the guts. So we, uh, we got a few uh, more COVID um, stuff this week. So a uh, couple of port players. Uh, yeah, so suspended. this is an interesting one. So the Port Adelaide and everyone, so Port Adelaide players, uh, Dan Houston and Peter Laddams had been handed uh, two and three match bans respectively. So, they, so they're so they in South Australia. So they're living under slightly different rules because everyone was saying, why weren't they suspended for the rest of the season like Elijah Taylor was for the Swans in Perth? But Elijah Taylor broke WA laws. Yeah, and sure. the police were involved. These two broke AFL rules and not the laws of South Australia. They are allowed to have, if you're a South Australian and you've got a mate who's got some fruit chocks and uh, like a farmer's union iced coffee wants to come over, that's okay. Yeah, sure. That, I think that's actually a very good point to make, Adam, by the fact that, you know, Thank they're you. in these uh, COVID times. And I think, I think I might be the first person to ever say these mm. strange times. Um, Would you say, <laughs> hang on, what... What sort of precedented are they? I think I think they could be unprecedented times. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. not totally sure about that. But you're going out in a limb. But I think it's a, I think it's a good a good point to make by the fact that you know sometimes people are breaking the law and then sometimes people are breaking the AFL law. Yep. Um, now, obviously, the AFL law is much oh. more serious because if you don't, it's the law of the land. If you get the AFL Black Ops involved, then yeah, you're in big exactly. fucking trouble. <laughs> um, Do you reckon they would have been hovering above the house, the AFL chopper, just above the house with the infrared, going yeah, mate? Sure. There's there's civilians in that fucking house. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. It was um, yeah, their their version of Seal Team Seal Team Six. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, um, but um, but also I think there was a bit of stuff during the week about Elijah Taylor. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, I think his partner was disputing kind of the news that you know she ran across the golf course and climbed two fences and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it might have played out as it was initially uh, reported, which is disappointing because that that was a pretty fucking good story. Yeah, sure, and uh, and I mean, it, it may be right, may be wrong, but I am so fucking tired of AFL media fucking just going with whatever and then going, oh, I, okay, I won't have any repercussions to that. Like, do you find that how they all just want to be fucking first? Right. Am Chamber, I am going I gonna have rant. to fucking rant right now? <laughs> yes, please. A okay, A for fucking media. Don't take yep. fucking holidays during fucking um uh, your radio fucking holidays. Fucking stay on air and fucking fucking A for fucking journos. Fucking doing fucking they just fucking go first. They go oh, I'll go first, and and then like there's no repercussion for being wrong. It's a fucking disgrace. Just wait, get the fucking right story, or I'm 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 looking at you, Tom Brown. Okay, I'm looking at you, Tom Brown. <laughs> I'm looking at it. But, no, but don't you find that? They just fucking want to be first on Twitter. Also, it's on Twitter. It's not on a fucking publication. Like, it's on their fucking, like, tw- their fucking Twitter account. They go, yeah, I'm a fucking newsbreaker. I can be a fucking newsbreaker on my fucking Twitter account too. If I was never fucking right. Mate, that run-in was longer than show actor. That was fucking, you have come in. I love it. I love Chambo on a rant. <laughs> anyway. This is great. Just but fucking, you, all right. Just you, fucking just wait you, half an hour and get it right. Get it right. Oh, I reckon Tom Brown is right. Like at least, and at it's least not, one and, it, and it's not just Tom Brown too. Like it's a whole bunch of fucking assholes. No, they all go. It, it would be, re- you know, what would be really interesting is if someone collated everything they said as they said it. That's a really good then, point. Yeah, and then read it out, uh, like you know, grand final week. That would be a great grand final marathon to go. Oh, let's see what they said was happening that didn't, and then just read them out. That yep. would be a fucking great read. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah, and a brilliant, brilliant idea, and we have trademarked that and copyrighted it right here on Junk Time. So nobody do that. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it on Twitch. Yes, that's right. So. They went to a party at uh, Peter Laddam's house. So I'm thinking that Dan Houston went over there, which he's allowed to do, I think, because they're teammates and he's allowed. But the interesting thing is that Peter Laddam's Port Adelaide player, lives with Billy Frampton, former Port Adelaide, now an Adelaide player. Mm-hmm. They had other people come into the house. And Billy Frampton, so he didn't, he didn't get in any trouble because he stayed in his room while the party was happening out there. <laughs> So he's got training the next day. He's here in this party at his bedroom. It's like he's fucking six years old. He's going, I don't really want to go to that party. It's like <laughs> when I can't you, get busted. It's like when your parents had people over and you kind of like, yeah. you, and you kind of really didn't understand the conversation because they were talking about, you know, adult things. And yeah, like someone, you heard someone use the word goose and you're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's getting blue in here. <laughs> in the Chamberlain household. No. <laughs> 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 And also, like, you know... It's adult- interesting that James Brayshaw and Durham were over <laughs> at your mum's place, but that's okay. But also, like, you know, adults, they're having, they're talking, they're having adult time. They don't want little kid hanging around, you yes. know? And so they're yeah. a, part of them is like, you know, fuck off, little kid. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, so, like, you just went to the room, kind of, you know, almost listened to people having fun times. <laughs> but also, too, like, he's got training the next day, so it's pretty shit that, you know, when you're in a shared house and your, your mate's... Having a party and you're like, yeah, sure, you sure, sure. Fucking low dog, mate. I got to go to work tomorrow. You know I can hear you. This fucking the walls are paper thin. I've heard you having sex, mate. You know I can hear your conversation, dude. I tell you what, 
Uh, this this fucking this fucking idiot. So I I did gigs in Sydney years ago. And, All right. Uh, and, All right, uh, Mr. Fucking Mr. Traveller. Like literally years ago, and I uh, had a mate who um, I crashed at his place for a night. Yep. Um, you know him. I won't name his, name his name, but good bloke, terrific bloke, fantastic bloke. And um, but he, he was li- no no he was living with uh, a couple. Oh okay. Yeah, and so. The couple brought... Oh, hang on, hang on. So he's living with a couple and he's allowed you to stay at his place. So he's brought you into the three. Uh, yep, but he gave me, my, gave me his bed. I feel, like, I feel like he might have gone away for a gig himself. So, so you replaced him in the house. Did you know the couple? No. Okay, uh, interesting. I think I might have just been there for one night. Still, if I'm the couple, don't like you in my house. Continue. Yeah, okay, okay, well... Okay, I'll go a bit further. And we can kind of we can we can work it out. Uh, oh, it's a long time ago, so I'm a bit vague. He might have been there. Maybe there was a spare room he went to. I feel like he w- went to a spare room. Okay. And I took his bed. Okay. But All anyway, right. I'll I, I'll 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 check the records. I'll check. <laughs> I'll talk to the courts. Um, Please. So the couple brought back people, which was fine. I was like that. You know, I'm I'm in bed. I'm you know it's midnight. Whatever. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, fucking they're home, you know, they can do whatever. Yeah, absolutely. You know, all good, oh, yeah. no drama, happy, happy, fine, totally. perfect. Uh, the the lady in the couple, she got a dog treat. And I don't I don't know if I'd met her. I think I might have met her as like a bit of a hello, you know. Yeah, she okay. Got a so you didn't, you didn't know her? No, but I think I'd met her just before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like a, you know, how you doing, you know, blah, blah. Yeah. She got a dog treat and kind of pushed it under the door. And so the dog was ramming the door trying to get at the treat. Oh, yeah. And so after, like, waking up and kind of realising what was going on, I opened the door and let the dog get the treat and then he ran away. Yeah. And I, and she did it on purpose to fucking to fuck with me. She knew the dog was going to ram the door with its head to get at the dog treat. Yeah, right. I'm going to suggest that she is a goose. <laughs> and you know me, I don't use that word very often. No, no, that is very true. And then when, when they came home the next day after you'd gone and found that dog strung up. Dude, dude. Because I, I think the next morning, I think the next morning she referenced So it. that must have explained that to you. I think, the, I think the next morning she referenced it and then kind of explained that, yeah, she'd pushed the thing under the door. It was like, you know, three inches and the, the dog's yeah, yeah, tongue absolutely. couldn't get to it. Yeah. And I was like, I think, I was like, that's that's one of the weirdest things <laughs> anyone has ever done. And also yep. weirdly vindictive for someone that you've never really met or, and is really no. just in a room. And, and anyway, 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 life. <laughs> Okay, life, <laughs> life, mate. That's that's the shit. That's the kind of stuff that people don't know about. That things that happen because usually what happens on tour stays on tour. But Michael has just broken those uh, those rules. Can we talk about how Hawthorne is the uh, greatest team in the competition uh, and received no free kicks in a half of football? That is fucking remarkable. Now you guys are fifteenth. Uh, uh, which bears no relevance to this story, but I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and, and I that is unbelievable. The fact that you don't pretty, get... We're pretty happy with that at this stage. Like, we're kind of like, show a bit, but don't win. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. actually pushed Port Adelaide last night. Yeah, so yeah, wasn't, 10 wasn't, points. Yeah, wasn't yeah. the worst result. No, we could have punched, uh, pinched it, yeah. Um, but 
the umpires obviously cheated us out of those 10 points by the fact that they did not give us a free kick and a half of football. I think my dad's 80. I reckon you could go back to every game that he's ever seen. I don't think you've ever seen a team not get a free kick and a half. No, I saw a stat. It happened in about 2004 or five, I believe. I Fake news, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have said it. I have, therefore, it's true. Don't be the goose. It has never happened in whoa, the history whoa, whoa. of the game. Yeah. Um, if it happens, if it hasn't happened on AFL tables, then it hasn't happened. It, it, it's very strange that you wouldn't get at least um, over you know, the shoulder. One, you know, yeah, I was going to say yeah. one high, one chopping the arms, yeah. at least something that just goes one in a half. Like yeah, yeah. even in one quarter, you're like, oh, that felt a bit lopsided. But to be a whole half, like the umpires, it hasn't since ever since Clarko spoke, it really hasn't worked in Hawthorne's favour. Even though it's completely changed the game. It hasn't worked in, you know, the Free Kick Hawthorne kind of... But don't you find it funny, too, that there was genuinely a meme for, like, four years, the Free Kick Hawthorne? Yes, yeah. <laughs> and now it's like... Um, but having said that, I'm only joking. I'm only mucking around. I'm only being a goose. But having said that, you fucking umpires watch yourself, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I know where you live. I know where you work. I'm coming for you. Yeah, and he's going to shove a little uh, dog treat under the door, just out of reach. Hey, we were talking about earlier. How's the MCC membership coming along, Adam? Because you you can't be too far from being a member. I know you make fun of me for being a member. Um, when? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they've uh, they've cut the rate this year by a third. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I read somewhere that they're losing uh, they're losing a shit ton of cash. The MCC this season. They are hand over fist, man, because they've got nothing in there for the whole year. Like it's basically locked up. Like I mean, there's so much foie gras in the cu- in the in the fridge. <laughs> it's gone off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I tell you what. I mean, they've been trying to save the champagne. It's it's all mm. corked. <laughs> Fucking um, hell. <laughs> I mean, you haven't seen that much roasted pigeon. <laughs> uh, but they. Um, uh, they cut the rate by a third, um, so I think I'm, I think this year I'm about three three hundred and thirteen dollars something, which I thought was pretty, right? pretty good of them by the fact they go, like they've given you a year of nothing, yeah, and yeah, then, and, yeah, and cut the rate, you know. Um, but you're but also th- they would be they would be one of the only uh, kind of entities where no one would be saying I'm not paying this year because you want to carry it over to next year. Like I think AFL clubs gave uh, members the option to. Um, say, I want my membership money back. Yep. Did the MCC offer you that? Uh, that's a very good question. I feel like this year they've offered like payment, like usually you had to pay in one hit. Uh, yep. And they've offered like, you know, like a like a three-tier payment of like every two months or so. Yeah, um, okay. And then I, th- I feel like they might have brought in a, uh, I might be talking shit, I might be being a goose, but I feel like they might have brought in like, if you want a year off, we're cool with that and you yeah. get back on. Um, yeah, right. And well, because you and never then, know. Like, if your beachside property may the renters there no, you may right. have have had to halve their rent. You know, they they might be struggling down at Portsea on the back beach. No, you're right. That was another thing um, that they said that um, you can pay kind of half now, um, mm. but you have to give up your tickets for the polo in January. Oh, fuck, that's brutal. Yeah. I mean, you know, times are tough, and in these yeah. un- un- in these strange times, <laughs> you need to. Hey, can we qu- very quickly backtrack, um, and then mm. we we'll get onto your thing? Um, uh, final play, pretty much, of the Port Hawks, uh, Ruckman Butters going down. No, Hayes, Ruckman Hayes going down to Butters for that final goal. How much reminiscent of the Nick Davis goal in um, that two thousand five semi final? 
I actually tweeted that yesterday. I said that I think that's the best set play yeah. I have seen since the Nick Davis uh, goal. So uh, it was Scott Lysette, and he actually let the ball drop. So the Ruckman, the the poor players cleared a space for Butters to run into, but Lysette waited until it was at like hip height and just sort of palmed it forward to Butters. And it was an incredible... He came through. How fast was he going? He did. I watched the replay about 15 times, I reckon, and the and Butters kind of... I suppose, spotted an opening by the fact there was a port and hawk in front of him and mm. there was a hawk beside him. And so he did a bit of a U-turn, or I'm sorry, yes. right, right-hand turn. And so the hawk got caught behind the um, hawk and port player. Was the, ho- hang on, was the hawk ball watching? Um, I, think, I think he was kind of almost watching the player in front of him. Um, but yeah, no, it was incredible. It was like uh, one of those kind of things where you go... When Ruckman actually make a difference, like it's a big fucking deal, and yes. that's it was a, it was a beautiful set play. And it was unbelievable, and that's why they're kind of few and far between. Like when they actually I, really do, you know, make a make an impact. Yeah, got a goal and pretty much sealed the game for Port. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. I I I did tweet that and just said that's the best since then. And then someone said, "What about this one?" There was Robbie Gray and Paddy Ryder last year when they were at Port Adelaide. Ryder has tapped it over the back yeah, and well. uh, Robbie Gray ran onto it and kicked a goal from like 45 out. And it was majestic to watch. It's a really great part of our game when it actually happens the way it should. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, I think in the grand final the week after in 05, uh, Sydney got a goal of pretty much the same play. So, you know, they weren't mucking around, you know. Oh, they didn't. And then, dude, like, fuck, man. Like, and this could have fucking made something massive. But Nick Nat. At the beginning of the 2015 Grand Final, he gets it out of the ruck, has a shot for goal. Within about five seconds, the Eagles could have had a goal, but it bounced and um, he got a point, like it got touched. And it's like, can you imagine Ruckman grabbing it out of the ruck pretty much and yeah. kicking a goal from the square within the first five seconds of a Grand Final? It would have been great because it would have possibly meant that the three-peat didn't quite get there. But, but it would have changed the whole momentum of it. Like, it would have been the whole... like. You get a goal in the first fucking five seconds, you go, yep, we're on. We're going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. No, dude. Anyway. But it still may not have changed the fact that Adam Simpson didn't send anyone to Sue Rioli and let him just run free and kick goal after goal. But, you know, who knows? Um, who anyway, knows? where you at? Where you at? So how many years until you were a uh, uh, member and then therefore you'd never get to make fun of me ever again? Well, see, it doesn't say how long you've got to wait, which is the disappointing thing. It should say, like, I should get whenever... Um, Whenever there's an in memoriam, I should get a little bit of a no, like not a celebratory email, but just a little bit of like, hey Rosie, just on the on the on the QT. On you one step closer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Old uh, fucking sure. bugalugs from such and such in uh, in East Hawthorne has fucking fallen off the ledge, and I'll be like, oh sorry. And you know what they should do for people who are um, waiting, you know, uh, members in waiting. I should have to send flowers. So when, uh, like, a guy who's, like, 96 passes away and people are like, fucking hell, I've got, like, 8,000 flowers. Yeah, sure, sure. And that's because we show our appreciation for their deaths. Or maybe you can kind of get a bit more proactive about it and kind of, uh, you know, maybe track down someone with a little bit of the old uh, COVID-19 and you're just like, hey, just looking, at the, uh, looking at the address here, there's a... There's a 95-year-old. Um, yeah. Want to go okay, over there and just uh, cough a little? Here's, here's what I do. So, I say that we need to have a uh, meeting of all MCC, MCC members 
and I get them down and I go, come on down. And I go, there's a, there's a lovely hotel in Swanson Street called Ridges. Uh, come on down. Uh, security will help you find your seats. I go, oh, they, don't, they don't need masks. Come yep. on in, fellas. Uh-huh. Come on in, everybody. Just come on in. Sure. Have a seat. Um, you know, no, I know they're not 1.5 metres apart, but we need to fit you all in here. And then I kind of shut the doors, turn the aircon off and just have a really lovely meeting. I provide <laughs> snacks for everybody. And then within a week, Rosie's got his little fucking MCC membership. And you give them a little bit of a performance and you say, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome some of the dancers from the Mars Singer. Brilliant. And then all of a sudden, Rosie and Chamber are swanning into the MCC for the grand final next year. I tell you what, though, the first day when you see me coming in in a fucking polo, and uh, and I've got my I've got my collar popped, and I'm like Chamber, and you'd be like, oh fuck, not this fucking idiot. There goes the neighbourhood. <laughs> and I got my fucking diesel shoes on. You're gonna be like, oh god, he's fucking got in here. Because I actually bought a wardrobe from when I first got signed up, and I don't think it will have dated at all. <laughs> I've got oh. my industry pop collar fucking uh, polo ready to roll. No, nah, mate, you're fucking Ed Hardy jeans. The fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Do people are you allowed to wear white jeans in the MCC? What's the ruling yeah, on that? You're allowed to wear white. I think they're not allowed to be ripped, but I think yeah, I think they're not no. allowed to be ripped. Yeah, okay. Well, they're definitely not ripped. Yeah, they've been sitting. They've been sitting in storage for fucking sixteen years. Ed Hardy, remember that? Oh, dude. Oh, love a good Ed Hardy. You know what? You know what was the demise of Ed Hardy? And I, I I've never spoken to anyone about this, but I'd say not enough glitter. Like if they had gone harder with glitter, I think Ed Hardy still exists. And uh, people who may be heading to King Tut Tut's, uh, uh, King Tut's Putt Putt could tell us, I think Ed Hardy is alive and well on the Goldie. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I know he's a friend of the show, but I reckon the Wiz would have a fucking wardrobe full of Ed Hardy. Yeah, absolutely. Ready, and ready not, to go not, at a second. And not old not old stuff. I did a gig up on the and Goldie. And not ironically. This is only, yeah. No, no. Uh, I did a gig up in the Goldie. It wasn't... It was within the last five years. So it wasn't like in the height of Ed Hardy era. And yeah, yeah. I was at a bar downstairs underneath the, um, the hotel I was staying at. And I'd gotten in there about five o'clock and I was having a drink before I went to a gig. And it had ticked over past six o'clock. And the bouncer came over to me and he said mate you're gonna have to leave or take your hat off uh, yeah. and i was like i was like what do you mean and he goes you can't can't wear hats in here and i was like there are people over there wearing ed hardy glitter tops <laughs> and he's like mate you gotta take your hat off or get out and i was like all right well i'm not sitting here with hat hair i'll leave so i left yeah sure but that's security so they can see your head but fucking it's just a cap what if i wore it backwards i mean aside from being really cool could i stay in then <laughs> And in theory, you could. Like, it's they need to see your face. So, in theory, you could. What if I'm a um, lady who's just come home from the races and I've got a fascinator on? Do I have to take that off? That's fucking bullshit. Uh, no, because you went to the races, therefore you're a horrible person. <laughs> uh, football and some real life, man? Please. From Chris. I was down at Moore Park Golf Club for a cheeky 18 holes uh, in Sydney. Um, for a cheeky 18 holes to escape the home COVID lockdown prison for, f- for $69 a round. Wow, that's uh, yeah. that ain't cheap. Where you don't get to finish a round before the sunset. I'm doing very well. Do you know, I, I what what does golf cost? I haven't played for 25 years. Uh, 
depending on where you go, some of the courses that I go to, you're looking at around twenty bucks for nine. Yeah, I think I'd I'd, I'd feel a bit paying more than twenty for a round. I'd be a bit annoyed. But is is Moore Park? Is that a public golf course? Because if it's a private, then I understand the cost of those rounds. Yeah, sure, sure. Moore Park. So basically, right near the SCG. Yes, and you're kind of heading you eastern suburbs there. So I'm going to say it's a private course. Uh, I'm looking at it now, and it's a public. Public. Oh, there you go. One of the best public in Sydney. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, that that explains the seventy dollars. And I imagine that you know you're in the inner city. If you haven't quite gotten to the level of being private course, then you head down there and you feel good about yourself. 18 holes is a lot. Look, like, it's got to be a good course to be 18, I would have thought. Mm. Uh, we should do a golf podcast. Um, Absolutely, we should. A man in black Nike shoes, black track pants, black Nike hoodie with a Mac black finish helmet, safety first, on an electric black bicycle arrived at the beer garden in front of the putting green. Standing out from the usual colourful Sydney golf fashion, I was intrigued to what this hooligan of a bloke was doing at Moore Golf Golf, uh, Moore Park Golf. Lo and behold, it was Toby Green. Well, there you go. Yeah, his mates had Oskit clothes on, so they must have just finished a kids' session in the morning. They quickly bought him a beer, cricketers' arms, good cross collaboration of sports. Absolutely. He kept his hoodie up, showing he didn't want to be seen. Tobes, get your face out there, mate. The people love you. Uh, clearly taking the short game turnaround recovery seriously by riding an electric bike. Uh, got to look after those hammies in 2020 before karate classes. <laughs> uh, sunk a few beers to the boys before my team Thomas called. He wasn't in any bushes or the toilets when I finished my round, so hopefully he was somewhat responsible and didn't ride home on the motorised bike. Oh, there you go. Do Toby you, Green in uh, real life. Do you feel like the public opinion is turning around a bit for Toby? Yeah, yeah, actually, that's a very good point. I do mm. I do think he's not as hated as he once was. And and I think, too, he's not kicking people in the face as often as he once did or... Um, like grabbing for eyes like two weeks in a row in finals. Well, that that was only last year. So that is... He has turned that around quite quickly. Yeah. I think, I think, I think he's one of those dudes where, you know, sometimes, like, there's, like, a personality in the media and people go, oh, I don't like them, I don't like them. And then they kind of go, oh, you know what? They're actually being honest, you know? Uh, yeah, I think he's not the worst bloke. So he's kind of one of those players where you kind of go, um, you know, he's having it, just having a go, having a go. He's just having a go. He, he occasionally gets in a punch on at a nightclub, hits on with a crutch. But who hasn't? You know, we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> from Kyle. Uh, I moved up to the Gold Coast this year from Tasmania on a mission uh, set by... Peter Hudson to find the goalposts that have gone missing from the <laughs> Apple Isle. I Good was luck. surprised not to see NFL players in the last couple of months with clubs moving into Gold Coast hubs, but like Gary Ablett Jr. in the Tribunal last season, the sightings have been flooding in recently. Uh, Organic Cafe BSKT is in Mermaid Beach is proving a popular spot with players. My girlfriend spotted a go. spot of Gold Coast Suns players. After going through the player profiles, she could identify. I find it, uh, this is what I actually do quite like about people in hubs looking for things. You spot people and you go, I reckon they're footballers. Yeah. Let me look up the internet because they're not footballers that I recognise. You know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, and play, it's always this, uh, they play for North Melbourne. They play for the Suns. <laughs> <laughs> like there are just a few teams yeah. where you go. I, I I feel like I might know one or two of you, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. 
She could identify David Swallow. Oh, he's very dreamy. Very dreamy guy. Uh, from the group of generic-looking footballers. There we go. Just like I said. I wasn't there, but it was alleged the group of men were disgruntled because they were not ser- being served on a, on a table outside the venue at around 2.45pm, 15 minutes before the cafe shut. When a staff well, I can understand. I can understand. When a staff member told the men they could go inside to order their drinks, but no food, uh, because it was almost closing time, they were allegedly not happy. I can understand that. It's a tricky one, isn't it? When like a cafe is shutting at like you know three o'clock and you're there at two fifty and you go, mm. well, they can't expect food. Like that's ridiculous. You know they've already started the cleanup process. Oh, I'm on the uh, I'm on the cafe side here. Sorry, uh, sons. BKST, uh, BKST uh, in Mermaid Beach. If Michael and I are ever up there, we are influencers of the highest regard, and um, we would love a free meal and we'll give you a shout out. I mean. I mean, we could use that power. I mean, should we run a campaign? Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> if I hear one more indiscretion <laughs> from BSKT, they won't be shutting at three o'clock. They'll be shutting permanently. <laughs> should we just run a campaign? Just yeah. shut down like an innocent yeah, cafe. Just, just out of the blue. <laughs> uh, a few days later, I ran past the same cafe at around 8am on a Sunday and saw a group of men waiting for their orders in board shorts and carrying white and blue towels, which looked like they'd taken from a hotel. Uh, from the group of five men, I could identify fellow Tasmanian Toby Nankevis, uh, uh, towering over the group, and the mullet of Liam Baker. In the last fortnight, I've spotted former St Kilda great Barry Hall numerous times around the Burley area. He's always polite to the public that recognise him. Oh, there you go. That's really nice of them. Yeah. I think I imagine if you walk by Barry Hall and you're not polite, then yeah. you're probably in it doesn't a bit end of trouble. Well. <laughs> And thank you for that email, um, Kyle. And you scored yourself a double pass to King Tut's Putt Putt on Absolutely. the Absolutely. They're on board the Junk Time Express and uh, you get yourself, I think it could even be the whole uh, 482 holes. I'm not sure. But uh, get down there and, and putt your ass off, Kyle. Thank you for sending that in. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. King Tut's Putt Putt have got on board and we are um, handing out a double pass to anyone who can send in a football in real life from the Goldie. Yeah, um, we love it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's fucking huge. Fuck, man, we got we got to do a live show from. <laughs> we should do a live show from King Tut's Monday. That's Mate. a great idea. <laughs> probably won't get many people, but they, we'll still do it anyway. Uh, from Toby, just down at the local cafe in uh, Joondalup, Perth, with my fiance and son. In brackets, I'm doing very well. And who should I see? But a group of six Swans players buying coffees at Paper Avenue Cafe. I'm a free supporter, so I only recognise a few, but in the group were Jake Lloyd, Tom Papel, and Luke Parker. Saw one of the players put his hands right down his pants and give his balls a good scratch. Uh, the, group, <laughs> the group posts for a photo with another family fighting off their coffees. That's cool. That's oh, nice. isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? I wonder uh, if Tom Papley fucking fell over for no reason in the cafe. Yeah, fucking dirty cheater. Um, yep. From Kathy, uh, a few days ago, I took my dog for a walk at the local park. Past two women with a beagle. Aw. I had a beagle when I was a kid. Did you? Little Toby. What happened to him? Little Toby. Oh, yeah. Lovely. Uh, had a quick chat in passing. What happened to Toby, man? Uh, died of bone cancer. Let's move on. Had a quick <laughs> chat in passing and I thought they uh, looked uh, familiar. Then I worked out they were none other than the captain of the Brisbane Lions, Emma Zilke, owner of the beagle, and Emma Bates, owner of the car. Oh, nice. I like that you know that the owner of the car. I did a uh, license plate check and it uh, checks out. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've got a couple of uh, Brisbane legends there, yeah. Um, from Paul, not really footballers in real life. However, I was down at Scarborough Beach in Perth today and saw Adam's pals, 
the Hell's Angels. <laughs> oh, nice. I uh, always go up and say good day. They love a chat. If you see the Hell's <laughs> Angels out in public, just go up, say, you know, Rosie, and uh, the fun times a, will flow. <laughs> they love a stranger asking asking yeah. questions. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you know? Who do you know back? Do you guys listen to, do you reckon they listen to podcasts? <laughs> Dude, there should be a Hell's Angels podcast. Fuck, man. Oh, yeah, g'day. It's Mike and Dave here. Come to you. Uh, <laughs> uh, check out our Patreon. <laughs> uh, five bucks. You don't get your fucking angle grind you tattooed <laughs> off. Ten bucks. You get a bag of meth for Christmas. <laughs> that was Michael Chamberlain talking then. Oh, they are deplorable people. Uh, we're going to hit the road. We're Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. And Twitch. And Twitch, yeah. <laughs> Go. Go Blue. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.